long night. I'm thinking to send a date. I just hope the bus don't break down again, Danny. Think we got her fixed this time, Heather. We're brothers of the road. We've lost all our control. And we won't hang it up for anyone. We'll keep right on going. The wind just won't stop blowing this old silver-sided bus on through the night. All right, everybody. We're back. We're here. This is a special episode. Very special episode. Uh, Thanks to a friend of ours. Reached out on Instagram. And uh, he wanted to know about our gear. And so we're going to get in depth with it this week, y'all. With with gear talk. Uh, We're just going to go kind of like a rig rundown. That that was what he requested, was a, a rig... Rundown. He said, good to see y'all last weekend. Glad to hear the podcast is back. Heard y'all say you were looking for episode ideas. I'd personally love to hear a rig rundown style episode. Now, I want to let y'all know this is not going in the place of a Brothers of the Road no. on Monday for the brother, for the stories of the road. This is just a special thing we're doing. Uh, and we're going to do a little series of them, talk about some gear that we've regretted getting rid of. Uh, we're going to do some gear that we've always wanted, uh, talk about our favorite guitars of the past, our favorite amps that we've owned, and today's episode, what are we going to start with? Matt? It's current gear, because the young man wanted to hear what we were running through. He wanted our rig rundown. So let's let's. Matt's let's always up to some jazzy stuff. It. What are you doing? Huh? What are you What are you rocking these days, Matt? I know what you're rocking, but the rest of the world may never know what Matt's going to be rocking next week because he likes to buy and finagle and haggle around deals around town and try new gear. I guess we'll start with amps. We'll start with amps. The uh, current amp that I have got here in Tennessee is a 1972 Silverface Vibralux Reverb by Fender. Mm-hmm. Uh I scored this amp in Muskogee, Oklahoma. It, we don't was it Square Deal? In is it Square Deal music? Uh, yeah, it is Square Deal music. Right there in Muskogee, Oklahoma. We were driving through there one day. I was actually driving through there, I feel like, with maybe Kelly Bishop. Yeah, I don't know where, what y'all were doing. Cole was not with us because I remember that I initially saw the amp and I thought, oh, Cole will want this amp. Uh, and... It was cheap. They had $800 on this 72 Vibralux, and anybody in the music world knows that $800 is pretty cheap for a 1972 Vibralux. Now it's super cheap. Um, there was a change speaker in it. There was a change speaker in it. The it didn't have cloth is not original. Yeah, it didn't have two 10s. It had the one original 10-inch speaker, and then it had... A 1972 Fender 12-inch speaker in there that I have replaced now with one of those Alejandro, uh, George Alejandro or something like that speaker. Uh, It's like the speaker that replaces Jensen's. But, uh, yeah, I got that amp, and at the time I already had a, uh, I had a 78 Vibralux that I ended up giving it to Cole after this amp got fixed because it just sounded so good. And, uh, thanks. Our amp, our, our amp tech, Carl Popek. Mine sounded so good. I wanted Cole to have the shit. Yeah. Uh, our amp guy, our amp guy 
is a dude named Carl Popek out west. He is and, a man. Uh, he is the man. He works on all of mine and Cole's amps. We do have a new amp dude uh, named Justin Butler here in Nashville that does a killer job working on amps too. But forever, Carl, Carl was the guy, and whenever we're out west, he's still our guy. And he told Cole years ago with this like super reverb that Cole had, he said, don't ever sell this amp because this is one of the best super reverbs that I've ever uh, dealt so with. The only of it super reverb you had ever heard that sounded better was Carlos Santana's, which is known to be like an incredible super reverb. And Cole didn't listen to him. I he, sold it. He sold the amp. And to, the amp ended up on yeah. a legendary guitar player's record that he was cutting. Uh, and he bought it from, I sold it to a friend and my buddy called me and goes, I just sold that super reverb on uh, on Reverb.com. And he goes, you're not going to believe who I sold it to. And it was just huge. I'm not a rock and roll dude. It was some huge rock and roll guy. He knows the name and the band he was in. But uh, he was cutting a solo record. And uh, he wanted a Super Reverb. And he ended up putting in Guitar Player Magazine when he recorded the new record that he got a new Super Reverb from from a guy in Nevada. And it was the best Super Reverb he had ever heard. Yeah. And I cool. didn't think it was that great. But what do I know? And so I thought, you know, maybe... Back to the Vibrolux. Carl Popek told me when he got mine fixed, he said, don't ever sell that Vibrolux because that is an excellent Vibrolux. And I have had comments on that Vibrolux that a lot of people think that that's a... They think that it's because of the 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 change speaker, that there's a 12-inch instead of two 10s, there's a 12 and a 10-inch to get that low and the high. And I kind of agree with him. It sounds fantastic. That That's the amplifier that I rock is that and i played through it it does sound better than mine it's a good it's a good one because i played it on a couple of gigs here not too long back uh when matt was playing it's mighty fine to me the vibrolux is the perfect amp it's the perfect fender amp if there was a holy grail fender amp that's it i personally feel like it's a deluxe reverb uh i've never i've never heard a bad sounding deluxe reverb i do not like deluxe reverbs Matt plays extremely soft. I'm a soft guitar player. I'm not. So I have to really, I have to jack up my, my. I, I can play like a twin reverb on six all night in the world's smallest club and not be too loud. I cannot. Uh, my current amp, I just bought. Matter of fact, the guy that uh, that wrote me on this, his name's Kendall Scott, and he plays for uh, Casey Lee Rogers. And uh, he messaged me, and he said, well, that whatever Dr. Z you were playing uh, this past weekend sounded killer. And that was my first gig uh, playing that amp. I just, I got a car wreck. I t- <laughs> I'll start at how I got this amp. I, I totaled a vehicle. I was in Arkansas, and while I was there, we flew into town, and I drove my mom's car. Because my mom is in Idaho. Our mom is in Idaho. And uh, she said, just drive my car. So I flew in. I was driving my mother's car. Went out of nowhere. I'm on the phone with my buddy, Benjamin Ray Dunning. It's not his middle name, but I call him that anyway. Ben Dunning out in Nevada. We were visiting. We were actually talking about getting a six-pack ab, which I've been really working at trying to do. I've been in the gym a lot lately. Uh we were talking about how to go about getting that when out of nowhere, 22 airbags exploded in my face uh, and all around me. Probably saved my life. Uh, and I totaled out my mom's car. 
a lady ran out in front of me and didn't. She never saw me. Anyway, the insurance company sent me some money. Cole initially thought he was going to have enough to buy a Corvette, like a sixty or no, like a seventy-six Stingray, yeah, like like a cheap Corvette, like one of those cheap ones that you can find for like seven, eight grand. He did not. I can get that much money out of it. But you know what? Uh, who cares? Uh, I got enough money to get a Dr. Z amp. And I thought, you know what? I'm probably going to just blow this money anyway. So I'm just going to buy something that at least I'll have something out of. I'm going to go on Facebook Marketplace and I'm going to see what kind of deals that they have on some smaller amplifiers. Because I keep getting bitched out by the sound man at the local. And... Uh, Matt's giving me the, I hate you guys because I'm playing with something that's making noise over the mic. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I keep getting keep getting yelled at by the sound guy because my, my amp is too loud. And when it's too low, it's just got terrible tone. And I've been playing this big basement. And I, they do a live stream on there. And if you play too hot on stage, the live stream on Facebook, because they, they turn the mic down on the amp, you don't get to hear your guitar on the live stream, which really makes it unable to screen record it and use it for uh, Instagram and TikTok videos. So, like the quality doesn't <laughs> the video, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, but I it's like it's the worst quality video ever. Well, it's just it's like, just a blur. It's a weird mic that probably hasn't been dusted. A weird video camera that's been probably hadn't been dusted off. And we should talk to years. Ambrose and ask him where it's at and go clean it. Uh, either way. But but we'll take these videos and we'll blend the live recording that people do of the song in with that mix on the live stream. And it gives a nice little professional, more professional sounding live show. Anyway, this particular, a few nights previous to me getting this insurance check, I went on there and my guitar was, on, I couldn't hear, was, wasn't in the mix. And then I listened to a video that someone took in the crowd. And my amp was twice as loud as everybody else's. And uh, I said, no, 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 no. I won't, I won't have that. Because uh, really, you need an amp stand there anyway. Because if not, it's just hitting your legs and hitting the crowd right in their face. In my little Vibrolux, somebody added them kickback legs like that are on a Fender Twin. Yeah. So I can kick it back. Yeah, starting at the Deluxe Reverbs or the Pro Reverbs, they started putting tilt-back legs on the Fenders. Uh and starting at the Vibrolux down, they don't have them. Uh, so the Princeton Reverb, the Deluxe Reverb, and the Vibrolux, I don't think any of those have the two kickback legs. But mine does. Uh, but Matt's does. Somebody put them on there. And it's shown it behooved them to do that. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, it was a benefit of that amp. So anyway, I, I said, I can't do this anymore. I need a new amp, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start browsing around. I got a really cool music man back in Arkansas that I just haven't been able to have in my vibe my Vibrolux reverb has been broken so I've been playing this band uh, this uh, basement anyway I got on marketplace and we even drove to Nashville and went to some music stores I just couldn't find anything and I Matt kept telling me he goes dude this Dr. Z on marketplace is a good deal and they want 1100 bucks for it and it's a 210 18 watt Dr. Z Maz 18 junior with reverb because uh, I've I've owned amps with that reverb, and it ain't my bag. I, I like having reverb in my amp. I have a great reverb pedal that I'm using that's Matt's, uh, that's on my board. Johnny Isaacs gave it to me. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's, is it Hall of Fame? No, it's Holy Grail. Holy Grail. 
it's a holy grail, which has been great uh, for when I've been using that basement. Uh, but, man, i got to have reverb in an amp. I can't stand not having it. So, uh, this Dr. Z had reverb, and I said, all right, I'm going to write this guy and see if message him on Facebook, see if he'll take 900 for it. He would not, but he said, I'll meet you in the middle. And uh, he met me in the middle. His name was Jeff Coleman. He uh, He's Michael Ray's guitar player, uh, modern super country nice, artist. Super nice dude. In Nashville. So, yeah, super nice guy. Uh, I met up at his apartment, and he uh, he sold me this amp with the, is it a Tukey cover? Tukey. A Tukey cover. Uh, Tukey so covers, I, they're great. Got a really good deal on this amp. And uh, and it I thought it sounded great, but moving on to guitars, I'm not sure if it's not sounding real great because I also just traded a parts caster, Telecaster, that I built uh, for a 1977 Music Sabre II. Music Man Saber 2 guitar. Uh, and I've been wanting a Music Man guitar for forever. Tell him why. Well, Randy Owen played them in Alabama. Roll and, on. Then I just thought he always looked super cool playing those. So I've been wanting one forever. And Johnny, Johnny Isaac over at uh, Nashville, new and used. Uh, man, I've been on him. Like, dude, I got to get And he's like, you know, I've always got my eyes out open for you. And he did. And I get a message one day on Facebook from him. Boom. Two of them are in the store. I go, dude, I got to have I got to I got to get one. He goes, come down and play them. Well, they have this Stingray like Alabama's, like Randy Owens. And then they have this Sabre 2. And the Sabre 2 was just in a little better shape. The frets were uh, better frets on it. Uh, the whole thing was just, the Stingray needed a little bit of TLC. And uh, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna get that saber. So I, I, I tried. That was a new guitar, first night I ever played it in a new amp. So I don't know what made the recipe good, but I did feel like my tone was uh, pretty good that last show at the local. And thank you for commenting on that, Kendall. The music man. And I'd like to. I would like to expound on the pickups and everything of that music man. You but go I'm, right ahead. I'm not real sure about him. Oh, you can't expand. I feel on like it. there's some weird humbucker that's more like a single coil from the '70s. Uh, like two single coils put together, so I don't know. I actually just did hold on, hold on, because I actually, just the other day when I was setting this guitar up, I found like a spec sheet on this, and I feel like that I saved it. There's some weird stuff going on in that guitar. There's like a bunch of switches that put it out of phase, and all sorts of stuff. Where was that? Crap, maybe I didn't save it. Only, I thought I did. The only problem that I have with this guitar is I feel like, and maybe it just needs a little more setup. I did save it. I found it. I feel like when I play that thing, like switching chords and stuff, it's easy to bend the string out of tune. All right, you want to hear what kind of pickups are in this guitar? Yeah, go for it. Two humbucking pickups with 12 and a quarter magnets. Narrow pickup design provides increased picking space between the pickups. The two pickups are each... Of individual sizes so that magnets are positioned directly beneath each string. There is no volume loss when the string is bent away from the magnet. Pickups are vertically adjustable for perfect tone balance. Hmm. Leo, come on, man. Come on. Got I know it, all got about that. Got it right the, with Fender? Got it right with music. <laughs> I know all about the electronics, too. Yeah, can you tell them what the switches do? Oh, yeah. It says electronics. It has an internal micro-powered preamp for long battery life, one to three years. 
Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, it is a, it is an active guitar. Yep. Preamp provides low impedance output. The tone is unaffected by long chords or low volume. Separate bass and treble tone controls provide both boost and cut. There's a bright switch to conveniently add additional highs at the player's fingertips. That would be that little red knob that I keep on at the bottom, that switch at the bottom. And then there's a phase reversal switch for pickups. Works in any position of lever switch. Is that middle? Is that the middle switch? I don't know. I think it is. Instant out of phase operation can be obtained even though the lever switch is not in the two pickup position. Wow. Yeah. I got to That's all about that. What about the other switch? I don't say anything about that. It also doesn't have that switch on on the pick. No, there's two switches. No, there's three switches on mine. Is that the Sabre one? No, it's Saber 2, but it only has two switches. Mine has three. Maybe yours has been customized. Wow. Maybe Cole has a custom outfit there in that Music maybe Man Saber. Proto- maybe mine's a prototype. Yeah. Maybe mine's on 1977 and it's the first year. Maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Maybe they took a switch away because they this said This says the all-new Saber guitar. This is from 77. Huh. Well, heard it from the source, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, what about your guitar? Matt Matt plays a uh, a unique guitar that I think feels like a toy. Uh, I play a a George Harrison Rosewood Telecaster uh, that I got at the Tulsa the Guitar House of Tulsa. That's where I got it. Uh, I I had just bought a Princeton a night like a '66 Princeton. Uh, non-reverb amp and while i was there making the deal with the guy he said hey you know i've got this fender concert amp in here and i thought it was going to be one of these uh black face i don't know if it's riviera or rivera i think it's rivera era uh fender amps Mm. anyways he pulled it out and it was not a black face it was actually a brown face uh like a 19 it, was it a 60? Cole would know because I ended up, I used both of our what? monies on it. On it. Both of our monies. <laughs> both huh? of our monies on it. What? Oh, oh, you're talking about those amps that we got. What? Are you wanting to know what your amp was? No, what year your amp was. Cole's oh, not listening. He's my, over here researching something. Yeah, I'm over here trying to figure out uh, something. But anyway, your my amp, I I believe it to be a 1960, but it could be a 61. The very first year, I don't think there's a whole lot of them that they made the concert, and Brownface concert was a 60. Uh, but I think it might be a 61. It may be. The very, very first Brownface concerts were at the very end of 59. I think that is what I've been told. A limited number. Uh, this one definitely wasn't a 59. No. And so, anyways, I ended up getting this 66 Princeton and this 60 concert for 1450 bucks off of this guy that he he said, man, I know what these are worth, but I don't want to have to put the money into getting everything gone through and fixed. And where we live at in Arkansas, there is not any amp techs out there. Like, you're not going to get your stuff gone through by anybody, really, that is all that trustworthy there is somebody over in springfield missouri i think but that's a few hours away uh so anyways i ended up taking the princeton out west carl popek he went through the entire thing it was 150 percent original had never been touched as was the concert that uh that that we had so i gave the concert to cole i kept the princeton 
Also, at the same time, I bought this uh, Les Paul Traditional here in Nashville. And so when we were going through Tulsa, I saw this George Harrison Limited Edition uh, Rosewood Telecaster. At the time, they had only made a 1,000 of them. And I had always wanted an all-Rosewood Telecaster, not because of George Harrison, uh, but because of Carmen Sardo. One of our dad's super dear friends, he played an all-Rosewood Telecaster, and uh, he was one of my guitar heroes when I was growing up as a kid. And uh, so I went down there. I went down there with that 66 Princeton, and I took the Les Paul, and I said, hey, would you guys just do a straight-across trade? Uh, And they said, yeah, we can do that. And it ended up being, I think, a good deal on on both of our parts they had i think it was almost four grand that they wanted for that rosewood telly and that princeton amp was worth about 1800 bucks and i think that uh the less paul i traded them was worth about 1600 so Mm. it came out pretty square but that is what i'm playing right now is a all rosewood george harrison model uh rosewood telecaster and it's it's super light. It's seven pounds, like seven pounds, six ounces. Seven pounds. Something like that. Uh, Everybody always is like, oh, yeah, it's so heavy. It's it's not. It's a chambered guitar. My guitar is a chambered guitar. And uh, it sounds good. The reason Cole thinks it plays like a toy is because I have, I put James Burton, uh, his gauge strings on there that is 9, 10, 12, 24, either 30 or 32 for the a string and then 38 for the the low e and so cole thinks it plays like a toy but it does i have gotten more compliments since i put those tiny little strings on there for my tone the the tonal the tone the tonal range we were over at phil billy who has produced so many hit records and he said that he was like man i would kill for the tone you're getting right now maybe phil's trying to make you feel good no make you feel good Dr. Phil Good. No. I'm going to start calling him Dr. Phil Good. Uh, My tone's good right now. Uh, his guitar sounds good. It plays really weird to me. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we're going to do more episodes of this because this lasts way longer than I thought it would because we're not even done yet. But we're going to do more episodes because we have w- way more guitars than that currently that we do play Just on occasion. Uh, Just in Tennessee. If we get, I mean, I've got a astronomical amount of gear in Arkansas. I have quite a bit of gear here in Tennessee, and I, I've got a guitar right now that's a really cool guitar that I won't. Ne- next episode, I'll tell you about. It's got a cool backstory. Uh, it's Blackguard Tele reissue USA that I'm working on putting new pickups in and everything. And uh, but I want to move over to our pedal boards. Yeah. Uh, and this will be a quick part because I don't have any sentimental attachment. Really, it ain't going to be a quick part. Cole keeps trying to rush these. It's not going to be a quick part. I guarantee you, we got big boards. Uh, There's a lot of stuff on here. I don't have a big board. I do. Uh, Do do you want to explain your board? No, you go ahead. Okay, well, I'll start over the first pedal on my board, and it is a uh, a Boss DD6 delay pedal. Oh, yeah. Digital delay. And I'll tell you why I buy it. I'm going to tell you why I buy it. I'm going to tell you guys why I bought it. Uh, I bought this pedal because... I think they want to know why you bought it. Well, I bought it because Tell back, why in, you bought it. back in like 2020 when the pandemic happened, I got deep into Reggie Young. I got COVID, 
and I got deep into Reggie Young during COVID because I was just learning guitar parts, and I started to just kept, man, I love everything Reg does. You know, on that, uh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. He does that intro, and uh, and then I started getting deep into like all the Memphis American studio stuff he did. Anyway. I'm like, wow. Which wasn't even what he had on his board because that wasn't even a pedal back then. But uh, years later, he had this this uh, group in Nashville that was like a... They built pedal boards. and they, I can't remember what it was called. Something Star uh, Production Company. And anyway, they built him out this, this pedal board, I believe, to take on the road with the Highwaymen. That sounds right. And uh, and during that time was when he also got the B bender put in the telly for the B and G for from Glazer. Yeah, Joe Glazer put it in because he wanted uh, that was a thing. I don't even know if he ever used it, uh, but I know at the time a lot of people had them, and he wanted to make sure uh, he wanted to make sure he had that. So if, if for an option if he ever needed it. Uh, but anyway. I got really into this uh, rig rundown that uh, Zach Childs was I it think. him? Well, he's the one that did a big Reggie on with rig. Reggie. Yeah, where okay. they sit down and talk. It's like a four part thing. Yeah, that's Zach. Zach Childs. Y'all should check out Zach Childs. Yo, ask Zach. It's good. So I got to looking it up. I'm watching these videos and I'm seeing his pedal board and he had. Uh, he had a DD three, I think, on his board, and I got. A, I ended up getting a DD six, but I got it because of Reggie Young, uh, and Reggie and that thing. He says, "Man, I always, keep, I always keep my delay on just, just a hair." Which I don't, I don't go by that rule. I use my delay for Poncho and Lefty and uh, a couple other things, but I use it uh, with the time up a little more and the feedback up a little more and the level down. Uh, then moving forward, my next pedal on my board is a phaser, which is just that G that JHS uh, cheap phaser. It's like I think it's a series nine. Yeah, they did a whole like that. thing of pedals uh, that were affordable. And it's I, a three series, series three. I uh, it's a white pedal with black lettering, and it's uh, a phaser. Yeah, I, I get that, and I'll tell you guys where I keep it. I keep every single knob. Well. The width knob I keep up a little more, which is the far right knob. Because he wants it wide, y'all. Uh, it gives it a little more of that Wayland thing. Uh, but I keep it right between 9 and 10. Uh, and I think that's a perfect Wayland setting for that. And then when we do Elvira, I crank every one of the knobs to right around 2 o'clock. Uh, two to three, and that gives it a real like Leslie Leslie vibe speaker sound thing, uh, and I kind of mock an organ thing for that just to have that extra effect. Uh, the next pedal was a Ross Course pedal, but I traded that in on part of that Music Man. Uh, it was my part caster in that pedal is what I traded. So, uh, and I still have the box and everything. And honestly, you guys. I didn't think they knocked it out of the park. I've never played an original Ross pedal. Uh, it was a decent pedal, but I, mean, I was underwhelmed by all these new Ross. But J JHS makes them, and I love JHS pedals. But I, I didn't think the compressor sounded bad. 
The compressor was really bad that they made. Which we've never played the original Ross. No, so may- maybe they're identical. Maybe JHS knocked it out of the park. Maybe. But I know the the course was so sensitive, and in order to just get a normal 80s country course out of it, like Steve Warner, Vince Gill, Randy Owen, Alabama, that whole thing, I mean, you live. it was sitting on 8 o'clock on both knobs. Maybe... Maybe the rate a little, or maybe the depth just a little further than eight o'clock. But and it was so touchy that I mean, a minuscule amount of movement would change my tone. I would change the effect, and I I didn't like that. Uh, I had to mess with it every gig, and uh, you didn't like it, Joe. So, but back in about two thousand sixteen or no, I'm taking it two thousand nineteen. Yeah, 2018 or 19, I actually stole a Arion stereo course pedal. And when I say I stole it, I actually I took it without asking because uh, it was sitting at a, at a place where my buddy worked. And he was like, dude, that thing's probably been there for 20 plus years. And uh, I don't even know if it works. If you want to put it in your pocket. And I said, all right, I'm going to take it. We'll try it out. And... Uh, these little pedals were dirt cheap. I mean, they were like, I feel like, I don't quote me on this, but I feel like they were $30 pedals, and now they're $200. Uh, maybe they caught on somehow. I don't know. But Cole has more than one. I have a couple of them. Uh, but. Well, what is it? It's an Arion, A-R-I-O-N, S-C-H-1 stereo course. And uh, it's a great pedal. It's one of the best course pedals I've ever used, uh, and I've had the the whole Boss thing and the uh, CH2 and the CH1. I don't know what you've had. Uh, the real light blue one, and then the... Anyway, I've had a lot of course pedals. I know that, and uh, this is probably the best one I've used, honestly. I really like it. Uh, the next pedal over uh, on my board is a Mark Kendrick Advanced Drive. And uh, I got that because of Reggie Young, because Mark Kendrick designed the Merle Haggard Custom Shop Telecaster uh, for Merle. And he made this pedal, and he gave one to Merle. And Merle gave one to Reggie Young. And Reggie had that on his board. And I want to say it replaced some sort of overdrive pedal that Reggie had on his board, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway... Because uh, I do remember Reggie saying, yeah, I never really used it after uh, I got this pedal. But it's a, it is a great overdrive pedal. Uh, it's like, On the more expensive side of pedals, I think they're 250-ish. Uh, great pedal. Uh, I love it. I'm, I'm into the kind of boutique pedals, uh, even though that's the only boutique pedal I have on my board. I do think they're really cool. Cole's into uh, it finding those pedals of people that are really trying to perfect certain sounds and i know that uh marks there's a video out there of somebody talking about it and kind of emulates a martial plexi maybe anyway i don't know about all my overdrive stuff but i know it sounds good especially when i crank it on in the middle of just stay here and drink and feel like i'm reggie young but uh the other pedals just a, a tu2 boss tuner because i can't use tuner. strobe tuners and uh not into them Cole don't like to get stroby. But that's my that's my pedal board, and it's changed up a little bit through the years because uh, I sold off a bunch of pedals. I had a tremolo. I gave Matt a tremolo, and then I sold 
a different a voodoo lab tremolo and i used to oh that's what it replaced a voodoo sparkle drive that was what reggie had on his board before the overdrive the advanced drive from mark kendrick and i had one of those on my board too and i got rid of it and then i had an old 70s uh dunlop volume pedal because of reggie young and then i gave that to kevin skirla that's on a part payment on a guitar that i owe him money on yeah well i guess that gets over to my board i've got a massive board right now i had a nice kind of mid-sized board that uh we were on a southwest airline flight and they ended up it somehow ended up getting damaged pretty heavily the the board and uh southwest they did the right thing as soon as i got off the plane they saw it was all broken they wrote me a check for the whole board and so south best south best they've always treated us good uh so i i ended up getting myself a new uh a pedal drain board a big pedal drain board i don't know the exact model of it but it's fairly big uh and on that board right now i this is this is my thing here my very first pedal on here is a peterson strobe tuner a hundredth i think it's a no might be a 50th anniversary it is (laughs) I don't think they were making tuners 100 years ago. No, they weren't making tuners. It's Back 50th then they anniversary. Used a pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I have a uh, 100th. Wow. A 50th. It's a 50th. <laughs> they weren't making tuners 100 years ago. No. They were using pitchforks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a 50th anniversary uh, Peterson Strobe tuner that uh, actually Kevin Skirla and I got, got a couple of these uh, together. Does Kevin have his? Yeah, Kevin uses his all the time, and uh, and we both we both love them. I'm a massive fan of Peterson tuners. They have always done super good with me, and and any any time I've needed anything, they've like helped me out as much as they could. Uh, next on my board, we were down in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and I was needing a compressor. I forgot a compressor pedal. Uh, it's kind of when I very first started getting into using compression for years. I, I hated compressors and I wouldn't use them and I finally got sold on them. And now I am a compression whore. I love them. A compression fanatic. Oh yeah. I like squash to get down, just squashy. Squash that tone. I actually don't like to get too squashy. I, I've tried to, uh, I watched a video with Daniel Donato talking about him setting up a, a Keeley. He's got like their pro compressor. It's more like a studio compressor. And and I I have tried to kind of set my thing around that because it is, he has it set for people that aren't really big on compression, but just kind of want it to sound like the amp is gently compressing uh, compressing a little bit. And when we, anyways, we were out in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and I forgot it. And J.J. Lester, I asked him, I said, hey, man, would your son, who plays guitar, I said, would he have a compressor? And J.J. came back with a brand-new Fender The Benz compressor, and I know he went down and bought that for me. He told me he didn't, but I know he did. It was brand-new in the box, so I had the price tag on it. Uh and so, them boys from Great Divide, God bless. But Scotty Lester's birthday. It today. is Scotty Lester's birthday today. Scotty's let me use a lot of his gear on that Kane's Ballroom show. Oh yeah, well Scotty and JJ and Kelly and all of them have been so good to us. 
Anyway, so it, for a compressor, right now I am using a Fender The Benz. Uh, after that, in my chain, I uh, I just got a Greer Lightspeed. And the hype, y'all, if you're a musician, a guitar player, you know probably about this pedal because uh it's like all about it yeah it's one of the most talked about pedals and i hated to spend the money on this thing but man it was worth it who turned you on to him well cole did (laughs) that's right by way of ben haggard well no by way of johnny isaacs if you remember johnny isaacs you asked him he said hey i want the ben haggard sound and he said well ben haggard uses one of those lights that's right we were in nashville back in 2018 probably yeah. And uh, and I had just, boy, I was into Ben Haggard's tone on this video of him playing Just Stay Here and Drink. And I showed it to Johnny, and he said, man, I think Ben uses a light speed. And, and we went to uh, Carter's Guitars. Yeah. And uh, I got one back then. They don't even sell pedals, I don't think, at Carter's now. New pedals. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah. I got one recently, and they're high dollar now. Yeah, they were. I think mine was 200 and. 30 bucks before tax i think and mine was 199 when i got it yeah cody atkins just got one too and i don't know what his is pink like uh ben haggard's he thought he got a red one but mine's black and red cole's is black and red Bo- was black and red yeah bobby woods has, has confiscated it even though he said he didn't bobby said he that he didn't have it and then we figured out i knew i gave him that pedal years ago and then he was looking on a couple of his old boards today and he does have it and i asked him to send it back to me and he doesn't want to (laughs) so i'm trying to get bobby woods this is a whole other deal back in the world of playing guitar out yeah with a band again because he's got all this incredible gear and he's a great rock and roll guitar player and he won't go out and play with anybody cole and i always make deals with bobby woods too Right now, I'm in the process of getting a Black Beauty custom from Bobby Woods. A 71. 71 Black Beauty custom that he has had for years and years. I'm hoping, I really I really want it because it was Bobby Woods, and, and I love Black Beauties. And Bobby has recently gave me a Honeyburst Gibson Les Paul Standard. The year I was born, 1995, my parents bought it for me when I was, gosh, still a teenager, I think. And uh, I broke the headstock out off of it, and he acquired it from me through a guitar trade. He traded me a Japanese telly for it, and then he repaired the headstock better than Gibson could have. Because uh, he has a, one that Gibson repaired, and his actually does look better, and it stays in perfect tune. Uh, so... He uh, called me not too long ago. He said, man, I want you to have that Les Paul back. So, Cole got a Les Paul, and I'm I'm buying his Black Beauty from him. And we'll do a whole other rundown, too, on that Les oh, Paul yeah. and how it broke. And that's yeah. a good story. We should do a, a Brothers of the Road on the Easy Eights gigs oh. when we had to go to Laughlin, and then Kelly came back into the band. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, I digress. What is next after my Greer Lightspeed is... I'm looking at a picture of my board because it has a bunch of shit on it. But uh, A guy named Brian Friend who made... Uh, he made me a, a Clarence White replica Telecaster uh, with a double body. He was making these pedals that was a Fender Blender like that Clarence White used uh, when he first joined the Birds on one side of it and then the other side of this pedal is a lpb1 
electro harmonics like the original take that Bob Wofford uses. Uh, and so that is my, that's my uh, fuzz pedal. It's a, it's a pretty nice fuzz pedal right now. I was using a thing called the Roy that uh, Hagtronics here in Nashville made. Uh, it was a little too thick for what I was needing it for. I needed a, uh, I needed an EQ pedal before it, but uh, so I replaced it with this for the time being. Uh, next is my modulation pedals. Cole gave me a Tremolo TR2 Boss that I've had on my board. That's been my only Tremolo pedal. And, uh, you know, it sounds great. Sounds like a Fender Tremolo. If, it's, if something sounds like a, you know, if it sounds like the intro to Born on the Bayou by Creedence Clearwater, that it's Tremolo right is right thing. for me. Yeah. Uh, I also went down to Nashville, used a new... And they had a way huge blue hippo, uh, an analog chorus, and that's on my board. That's for all my Steve Warner stuff, my Alabama stuff. Whenever we get into 80s country, I use that. Uh, oh, this is a super cool pedal. Uh, I was looking for the right phaser. I was using an MXR95 uh, for a long time, and I... I absolutely hated it. I did not think that it sounded very good at all. Uh, and so I got to looking around and looking around, and I saw this badass pedal called a Keeley Cosmic Country, a Daniel Donato phase shifter. And it essentially has a phase 45, a phase 90, and a phase 100 in there. It has the uh, 246 stage phaser in there. And it's a phenomenal phaser. I love it. It sounds good. Then after that, uh, thanks to Johnny Isaacs, I ended up getting a endorsement with a company called New X. New X. We're fans of New X pedals around this place. Cole wants their course pedal right now. I do. Only because I'm making that replica, that one that Reggie Young used on his board. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but I'm all Cole, about the Reggie Cole likes tone. the Reggie tone. Because he's got incredible, he's got that deluxe reverb. Yeah. Yeah, he and makes I it also, sound good. I also want to make note, just briefly, and we're going to go over on the rig, next rig rundown, uh, where we talk about guitars that we still have. Uh, I did build a replica of Reggie Young's black three pickup Telecaster Custom, everything down to the color of the control plate being gold everything is identical same pickups bill lawrence lenny fraylin and seymour duncan hot rail cole ain't seen that guitar in years no but uh and the little flower uh, almost patch. four years yep to be precise uh, it's in arizona with a friend of mine <laughs> yeah uh but uh, yeah um and i have the two-tone strat yeah. just like uh reggie's too yeah that kevin scurla with uh Tone Star pickups built and wound the pickups and everything. Great, great strap. My last pedal on this board was is this new X and it's called an Atlantic. One side is a delay with a tap tempo, uh, and man, it is it is a phenomenal pedal. I love it. I really don't ever use the reverb uh, just because that I have reverb in my uh, Vibrolux, but when I take out my Showman. I've got a 68 Showman, and it does not have reverb in it. It's just a single 15 non-reverb Showman, and I use that, and it sounds sounds just as good as, as the reverb that's in my Vibrolux. 
Other than that, oh, I also have that other thing that you uh, you've been letting me use. Me? That, yeah, that Walrus Audio. Uh, I think it. I think I don't even know how to say it. It's A E T O S. Atos. Are you talking about the power supply? My power supply is an Atos, a Walrus Audio Atos. Am I letting you use that? Uh, yeah, you've been. You told me I'll use that. I haven't been. You, you remember you had the massive Reggie board with power, huh. and you gave it to me. Did I give it to you or let you use it? I don't know, but I'm using it because I was thinking about I need another power supply. <laughs> you ain't getting that one. I guess I don't know. Uh, and then I've got a. Uh, I've got a. I've just recently added a Shure. Uh, oh, wireless gosh, unit. Matt's gone hands-free. <laughs> I have gone hands-free. I can just waltz around the stage, do whatever I want. So obnoxious. Humphrey, he's jealous because he's lost his. Joe Swift bought us both one of these years ago, and Cole's lost his somewhere. Mine's in storage. But <laughs> he keeps saying mine's in storage. It is Five years storage. he's been saying mine's in storage. It is in storage. I know it's in storage. I wouldn't have never gotten rid of that. It's in a box in storage. Yeah. But that's besides the point because I... I, I like cords. Other than the fact that I don't know how Matt can move around on stage, and I never, I am always so cognizant of where my foot is on stage, and Matt is always so uncognizant of his foot being on my cable if I move anywhere on stage. He'll just keep his foot one spot for, I'm sitting there like, well, I can't move. He can't move, y'all. If anybody needs a wireless unit, it would be me. But I, li- I do like Kevin's girl, and I have talked about this. He likes the cable too. He's a pedal steel player. Why the hell would he? He's need? not just a pedal steel player. He plays electric guitar all the time for summer on the road. He may, no, but he his, does. his 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 main may, gig is being a pedal steel. That's player. not his main gig right now. His main gig right now is playing lead guitar. For summer, he's team. a pedal steel player, ladies and gentlemen. He even plays lead guitar every week at Horny Tonk. Well, I don't know. I don't know why y'all wouldn't want a wireless. You're WROMG wrong. I just think that y'all don't want the extra work having to set it up. The extra work? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's it. That is it. You know me, I always try to get out of the extra work and second gear up. Cole's like a blister. He shows up when the hard work's done. Uh, uh, yeah, y'all. That is that's our that's our rig rundown for so we our got current. Yeah, our current rig rundown. But we're gonna do another one of these episodes next week, and it's gonna be on starting to go toward the the guitars that we have that we're just haven't been bringing out as much lately. Yeah, but we still have them. Like I forgot about that. I got that double body Clarence White style B bender. That's a Bob Wofford clone. Yeah. You got yours. We got a lot of stuff. That's in Texas. Uh, yours is. It's oh, with that's Kevin. Right. Mine's here. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot, a lot of gear. We do have a lot of gear. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, y'all, that's our uh, that's our Rick rundown for the day here. And we'll be back next week, and we're going to do a little more discussion on gear. We if might have bought more gear by the time we do the next one. We may have. Also, if there's any questions or anything that y'all want to ask or add to this thing, uh just reach out sh- to us on instagram reach out to us on instagram and either please rate yeah either bro bros of the road or the reeves brothers either one of those instagram pages reach out to us and uh, we'll get back with you add your suggestions into the thing uh into our episode you can also go over if you really want to help support this thing go over to our patreon um 
Patreon.com slash the Reeves Brothers and choose one of our monthly packages. Yeah. Uh, that that helps out a lot. It and, does. Uh, and we have like cheap monthly packages. We have everything from like three bucks up to a hundred dollars if you want to get wild about it. Or you can leave a review for our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever we're at. Please leave a review because that's a huge one, too. It keeps us in the algorithm. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, just tell one person about this show. Or 50. Or 50. That helps. Yeah. Share it with every person in your contact list. That would really help. I want to thank one person in particular. Thank them. Before we get off of here, if it wasn't for these people, the podcast wouldn't be happening. And they are actually starting to make Reese Brothers custom tumbler cups. They uh, are. It's Tough Coat in Bentonville, Arkansas. And they got 20 years of experience. They make a total commitment. 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 They make a total commitment to customer satisfaction every time. They're the best people around. Uh, it's the only place to go if you're looking for spray-in bed liner, if you live locally in Arkansas. Or you can call in and order any custom tumbler cup you want. 20-ounce tumbler, any size tumbler cup, really, like those new Stanley cups. And uh, they've got some really, really cool stuff. They'll put any logo you want on them. Uh, they have a sublimation machine that does it all. And, uh, and it looks really good. So make sure and go visit toughcoatbentonville.com or call 479-715-6039 and let them know what you want and let them know who sent you, the Reeves Brothers, truly. Y'all, we love you. We're packing this show up and we're getting out of here. Cue the music. We're brothers up the road.